There is one moment in the day that most women point to as being the most challenging. I like to call it the transition. It's that moment where the demands of your family meet the exhaustion of your workday. It's the crucial few hours you have between the moment you stop working to the moment your kids go to sleep. Now, the average working mom spends about two to three hours with their kids at this time, and for many, that's the only time they see their kids during the work week. Those few hours are crucial, and how you feel during those hours either puts you in the mindset that it's all worth it, or like you're a terrible mom and you should just quit. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about creating a work-to-home transition. I will break down exactly what a transition is, why it's important, how it's going to put you in a mindset for success, and give you all of the essential parts to create it. All right, working moms, let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. There is one moment in the day that most women point to as being the most challenging. I like to call it the transition. It's that moment where the demands of your family meet the exhaustion of your workday. It's the crucial few hours you have between the moment you stop working to the moment your kids go to sleep. Now, the average working mom spends about two to three hours with their kids at this time, and for many, this is the only time they actually see them during the work week. When I was first back from maternity leave, my six-month-old daughter started going to sleep about 5.45 p.m. That was only one hour after I got home from work, and I had to scramble to get home for that one hour. And then I would dream feed her before I went to bed, and then that was it. That was all I got. Those 60 minutes were crucial, and how I felt during those minutes would either put me into a mindset that it was all worth it and it was all working, or like I was a terrible mom and I should just quit. A balanced parent feels connected and present with their kids when they're with them. And in order to do that, you need to create a transition routine that's going to help you enter into that time with your kids 100% ready to be with them. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about this transition time, what it is, what essentials need to be a part of it, and then some examples of what it might look like. So let's start with why I even call it a transition. The reason for this is because it reminds me of the way a toddler experiences transitions. When a toddler transitions from sleep to awake, or from the house to the car seat, or home to daycare, or inside the house to outside the house, it can all be very painful. We all have memories of having to force our kids into car seats because our kids do not want to be taken from us or from wherever we are and whatever they're doing, and then be placed into something new. 
They let you know how much they don't like this by kicking and screaming and arching their back. We all know what that looks like and making it just really difficult for you to buckle them in. Kids don't like to transition. Kids like to know exactly what to expect so they can be fully prepared and know exactly what's coming. They don't want to be taken from their toys to go eat. They like things to be the same. And although we do not tend to yell and scream and arch our back and tantrum outwardly, for most working moms, we still struggle internally during these transitions. It is hard to go from the pace of work to the pace of home. It's hard to go from the complexity of our work to the simplicity of making dinner. It's hard to go from high achieving, big results, getting lots of things done, to diaper changes and screaming bath times. It is hard to go from checking your phone and email all day and being very connected to not at all. We all know what we want. We want to be present and focused during these few hours that we have with our kids, and we want them to feel like they're enough like we experienced enough of their giggles and the joy and their presence so that we don't feel guilty or regretful for working. But for most ambitious women, this is going to take some work. We have to build in some transition time in order to do it. So most parenting advice would tell you that in order to make transitions go easier for our kids, you actually have to build in some kind of routine and time in order to do it. This is kind of where you give your child warnings for when the transition's gonna come so that they can begin to prepare, right? It might sound like, hey, hey buddy, I just wanna let you know that in five minutes we're gonna need to put your shoes on and then your jacket and we're gonna walk out the door. Or sweetheart, I know that you're having a lot of fun and in 10 minutes we're gonna need to brush your teeth, put on your pajamas and pick out a book for bedtime. We all do this, right? We prepare our kids for the transition that's about to come. Other parenting advice that you would likely hear about transitions is to spend time validating your kids' emotions when they don't want to leave their toys or go brush their teeth. You shouldn't expect that they're going to want to do that. They're going to want to let you know with tears and tantrums and throwing toys. And what we need to do is remind them and remind ourselves that nothing has actually gone wrong in these moments. They're just simply letting you know how they feel because they don't have the words to express it. And our job is to help them by validating those feelings so that they pass faster. Well, the same is true for us as working moms as well. We need transition time in order to help us prepare for whatever is next. We need space. We need to remind our brain that this is happening. We need to allow for our emotions. We need to set ourselves up from going from one space to the next as seamlessly as possible. Let me give you an example. My client, Audra, had about a 10-minute commute from work to home. She worked with patients all day, sometimes without a break, And then she would simply just race home and attempt to be with her six-month-old daughter for about two hours before she went to sleep. But when she got home, it was really hard to turn off her brain from work because she had no transition. 
She would often replay conversations that she had had with her clients during the day, think about all the things that she wasn't able to accomplish. She would start thinking about her first appointments the next day. She'd check her phone for emails and correspondence that she wasn't able to get to, all the while sitting there with her daughter doing tummy time or playtime and attempting to give her her undivided attention but never really being able to. Usually then, within about 45 minutes of getting home, it was time to then feed her. She would give her daughter dinner and then give her a bath, put on her pajamas, eventually nurse her, and then put her down. But instead of closing her daughter's door, feeling really connected and filled with all those good feelings that come when we are really present with our kids, she felt guilty and unfocused, like she really should have done better. She was exhausted and generally just feeling like she wasn't giving her daughter her best. And then, of course, because she never felt like she was really giving her daughter enough time and that her daughter was getting her best, she started to question everything. She'd question if she should be working less and if she was doing the right thing by working. And it just became the snowball effect of questions that was a result of not feeling like she had enough time with her daughter. Now, in coaching, Audra and I worked on a transition. We built it out together. We created a structured 10 minutes that she did in her car before she got home, where she focused on letting go of work and really preparing her brain for what lied ahead at home. And immediately, she began to notice a difference. There was an ability to focus on her daughter. She had an attitude of flexibility so that the evenings didn't feel so rigid. And it was just this general sense of enoughness, like the time she was spending with her daughter was enough, and it was quality time. The simple routine was the difference between feeling balanced and unbalanced, in control instead of being at the mercy of her day, tired versus exhausted. And that is what I want for all of you. I want to help you come up with your own transition so no matter how much time you spend with your kids at the end of a long workday, you still feel connected, flexible, focused, and like it was enough. This is a crucial part of a balanced day. So you don't want to just leave it up to chance. You want to create a routine that will allow you to have full control over how you show up with your family so that you are not at the whim of your work day or your feelings in order to be showing up as the mom that you want to be and to be having the life that you want to have. All right, so let's talk about the structure of a transition. There are four parts, clean up, celebrate, decide, and visualize. So we're just gonna walk through each of them. I'm gonna explain what each part is and why it's important. And really this whole transition should take no more than 10 to 30 minutes. And I'll explain why it might take a little bit longer in some cases. And even how you can kind of get it down so that it really is only about 10 minutes if you want it to be. Okay, so part one of the transition is cleanup. Now this is the step that can really vary depending on how your day went and the kind of work that you do. Some people might have a lot of cleanup and others not so much. It really all depends on how your day goes. Now, the overall goal of this part is to wrap up, clean up any loose ends from your day. 
So two things tend to stick with us when we move from our work life to our home life. The first is probably pretty obvious to you. It's the tasks that you weren't able to finish, right? Those are the things that you continue to mull over, the things that you didn't do. Now, in the transition time, this is not space for you to accomplish those tasks that you didn't get finished so much as it's time for you to document them so that your brain no longer feels the need to hold on to them and they don't linger in your head. I want to be very clear on this. This is an active work time. Once you head into the transition time, you are winding down. You're not doing more work. You're essentially preparing yourself for the next day and letting go of the current day. So in the cleanup, this is the time where you document where you left off in certain projects. You might communicate some very basic details to a coworker, or you might reorganize your to-do list for the next day, adding on the things that didn't get done. The second thing that really tends to stick with us when we move from our work life to our home life is our emotions. At the end of a workday, there's usually lingering emotions. Maybe you had a really hard conversation with someone that you're still kind of processing, or maybe there was a presentation that didn't quite go the way you wanted. When we enter into our home life, we want to have processed through and let go of any emotions that are lingering. Now, to be honest, this could be very simple. It could be you taking a couple of very deep belly breaths, three to five, bringing to mind the moment or the day or the conversation that's still lingering, acknowledging how you feel, labeling it, and then giving yourself permission and space to feel it. (sighs) Big breaths, and then bringing to mind the conversation or the moment, letting all of those feelings bubble up as they should, imagining them for a moment, holding space for it, and then simply imagining yourself letting go. This could take literally one or two minutes at most. For others, that might not be the way that they let go. They need to process a little bit more verbally, and they might spend five minutes journaling. And just simply, they have a a notepad or a journal that they they take and they set a timer and they just let themselves get out of their head all of the things that they're thinking. That is an easy way to kind of wrap up the loose emotions and the loose thoughts that are lingering with you that you don't want to bring into your home life. So remember, the goal of this part is to just simply wrap up loose ends, right? It can be done in so many different ways. We just want to explore for you what's going to be the best way for you to let go of the tasks that were unfinished and the emotions that are still attached to your day. Part two is to celebrate. Yes, so many studies would show that when we celebrate, we release dopamine in our brains, which makes us feel good, and it kind of gives us this natural sense of energy. And our brains are very good at remembering all of the things that didn't go well during our day. That's not hard for us. What our brains need to do and what we have to spend intentional time doing is focusing on the positive, on the things that have gone well. And that's why this is a part of the transition, because we don't do this naturally. Most people don't do this naturally. We have to intentionally decide to think about the things that went well. So in this section, What I encourage you to do is just simply write down five things that you're celebrating 
from your workday. Just five. Find five things. Maybe it's a task that you accomplished or the way that you accomplished something or your approach to a particular problem or a person or the way that you held space for a coworker or an employee. Whatever it is, find five things to celebrate from the day. All right, part three, maybe one of the most crucial parts. They're all really crucial in the end, but it's to decide. Specifically, to decide the three things that you're going to work on accomplishing tomorrow, right? This is like your, this is your, essentially your to-do list for tomorrow, but I don't want you to have your full to-do list in front of you because that tends to bring about a lot of overwhelm. Instead, I want you to write out on a sticky note or a different piece of paper, whatever it is, the three tasks that you are going to accomplish tomorrow and put them on your desks and put your to-do list somewhere else, stick it in a drawer or turn it over or put it somewhere else where you don't even get to see it. I just want you to focus on these three things that you are going to accomplish. And I want you to do it the day before because that's going to help you not feel overwhelmed and enter in with momentum the next day where you're not sitting there going, hmm, what should I do today? What's most important? Oh, let me just check some email. We don't want any of that. We want you to really decide and focus your brain on exactly what you should accomplish tomorrow so that you can hit the ground running. The last part of this transition is to visualize. Now, if you haven't done a whole lot of this, that's okay. There really isn't much to this, but it's extremely impactful to your brain because you're painting a picture for what you want your evening to look like. You're visualizing the rest of your evening, your family time. It gives your brain this sort of mental image to go off of, of what you're shooting for, for your day. You're kind of preemptively visualizing or deciding what you want out of your evening. Now, all you really have to do is close your eyes, take three deep belly breaths, and start to visualize or imagine your evening feeling calm and focused and balanced. Visualize your interactions with your kids and your husband and what it's going to feel like when you come home through the door. Try to be as detailed as possible. Maybe just focusing on one specific moment and getting as specific as possible with it. One interaction you might have, or how you're going to feel if you're making dinner or when you're making dinner, or what it's going to feel like to have the snuggles or the hugs from your kids when you walk in the door. The point is to not just paint a picture, but elicit an emotion that you want to create for yourself in your evening. Okay? So there you go. Clean up, celebrate, decide, and visualize. The four parts of a work-to-home transition. We're letting go of your workday and giving your brain some space to prepare for your family time and your home time. Now remember, the point of this transition, just like our kids, is to give your brain a heads up that you will be moving into something new, that there'll be some discomfort in the process and to normalize all of those emotions that come with it. You're giving yourself intentional space to let go of work and enter into your home. As you begin to implement this, you're going to feel more accomplished, organized, and prepared at work and connected and present at home. I know you can do this, ambitious and working moms. Let's get to it. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. 
If you're looking for more support, be sure to check out the Work-Life Balance Formula, a free training to help you feel more confident in your career and fully present with your family. You can find that at www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.net forward slash balance formula. And if you haven't already, please leave a rating and review giving me your honest feedback. I'd love to hear what specifically you liked and if there are any topics you want me to cover in the future. Writing a review will take you less than two minutes and is one of the most helpful ways to spread this resource to other working moms. I thank you in advance and let's get to it, moms. Moms.